Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. Felix Idolo. We pray that this message will bless you and lift you up as Dr. Felix Idolo brings you deeper insights into God's covenant with us. And now, here is Dr. Felix Idolo. Amen. Genesis 20. You know, somebody described prayer as a science, you know. For the simple reason that there are laws and principles that govern pr uh, prayer. And when those laws and principles are put in motion, then you can be sure the answers will manifest. And that's what many people don't understand. They, go, they approach prayer in a haphazard attitude. And uh, many times it's like uh, guesswork, you know. Uh, you're not really sure whether the answer will come. If it comes, then, well, great. If it doesn't come, it's one of those things. But the way God designed prayer, uh, for us as human beings, He designed it in a way that we should be able to get the answer to our prayers. And I'm beginning to say, and I thank God, that as I study prayer more and more, I'm beginning to see my prayers getting answered. Amen. I pray and I see the answers to my prayer coming to pass. Amen. Now, let's look at Genesis 20. We begin to see here the story again of Abimelech, which I want to take over. Uh, uh, I want to talk more on that. Because there's a lot there that I, I, if we could talk about it and talk, talk, talk. There's a lot in that, in that subject there that we can, we, can, uh, uh, we, we can look into. Genesis 20 verse 7 says, Now therefore restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you shall live. Now, we look at these two words, prayer and prophet. This is the first time in the whole Bible that these two words have been mentioned. And it's in connection with the healing of an ungodly man. And you see that. And this encourages me because if as a child of God, cleansed and washed in the blood of Jesus, uh, with Christ as your Lord, how much more will God heal your body? This is an ungodly king. And God says, call that man, he's going to pray for you, and you will be healed. And so the first time this word prophet is used, is in connection with prayer. And uh, the first time the word prayer is used, is in connection with the healing of an ungodly man. You see? And so, what does that tell us? It tells us that you as a child of God, you should know God so well, that you stay well. And then your prayer life should be used to help other people to receive healing. But however, just because you are going through sickness in your body doesn't mean you should be condemned. You know, don't feel condemned. Uh, as long as we are in this world, we have to contend with issues like that. And so don't feel condemned about it. Just go to the word of God and lay hold on your healing. Um, there, there, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ. And if you have to take tablets, I do take tablets. I don't like pain. I don't like pain. You know, if I feel pain, I, I take tablets because I want to shut it down so that I can focus. It's something that's not as distracting as pain. I hate it. You know, so when I go through it, I use the word of God and I also use painkillers if, uh, if I need to. That's just me. So I don't, I, I, I do, and I take it prayerfully. And what I realize is that when I take those things, because I take it with prayer and I take it with the word of God, I realize that the duration, many times it cuts, cuts you short. 
Within a day or two, I'm over with that situation. But uh, while the pain is going on, you have a right to lay hold on every available help that you can get. So use the medication that the doctors have prescribed for you. And when you use them, pray. Use them with prayer. Just as you thank God for food. When you sit down to eat, don't you pray and thank God for the food? We pray, Father God, we thank you for this food that we are about to eat. We say that it's blessed and sanctified for our bodies. Not for Christ's sake. Christ is not the one eating that food. You are praying over that food for your own body. Amen. I was uh, listening to the story of a, of a woman of God. They were sitting in a restaurant and they were praying ahead. They said, let's pray up front for the food before the food is delivered to us. So they sat down there and prayed for the food that was being prepared for them. Father, we pray up front for the food as it's coming. And as they were eating, the food was delivered. They were eating. The, one of the women of God that was there, her tongue, she, 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 as she was eating, they sensed something like a metal in that food. And she, her teeth held on to that metal. And when she brought it out, it was a piece of a blade that was in there. You can imagine if she had swallowed that. It would have cut right through her intestine and would have been trouble. Amen. But because they prayed over it, uh, God wouldn't allow that to go through their body. So that's who we pray over that food. Amen. Amen. You pray over your food. You pray over it, call it blessed and sanctified for your body in Jesus' name. Amen. You know? And uh, the same thing with medicine. You take it with prayer. Amen. And God will see to it that even the side effects of that medicine are, minim are minimized. Can you see that? God will see to that. Because medicines have side effects. <laughs> I remember I was, uh, when I was in medical school, I used to see those pharmacists with their big books, these books of medicine. They say, a handbook of uh, drugs and poisons. That's what they used to, they had the book like that. Drugs and poisons. I said, poisons? Yeah. Many of these things are poisons in small concentration. In very little concentration, they are good for your body. But when you take them in bigger concentration, it becomes poison to your body. Drugs and poisons. <laughs> Amen. So even poison in a small concentration can be good. So uh, you must pray over, pray over that medicine. Take it prayerfully. Say, Father, I take this medicine now in Jesus' name. And as I take it, I believe it will work even faster in my body and your power will shut down the side effects of this medicine in my body in Jesus' name. Amen. You see that? that that's, that's important. Do that. Take it by faith. The Bible says, whatsoever is not of faith in sin. Never be condemned because you took me. Why did God put the doctors there? It's not a mistake that every time the, the man Luke is mentioned in the Bible, they always mention his title with him. Every time Paul referred to him, he said, Luke the physician. It's not a mistake. It's to make you recognize that profession, that it's a, a valid profession in the, in, in the eyes of God. Luke the physician. God recognized his work as a doctor. You see, he recognized his work. And what did, God, what did Paul tell Timothy? He says, no longer shall you drink only what? Wine. But that shall add a little bit of what? Wine for the sake of your frequent what? Ailments frequent ailments. This man had chronic gastroenteritis, which was an ailment that was common in those days because of the water sources that they had. You see, they had these water, uh, 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 water sources. They had not learned the modern ways of water purification. So one of the common ailments of those days was gastroenteritis. 
And the rich people those days, at table, one of the things they liked to drink was actually wine. Wine, they used it like water because it was actually safer. You see, it was safer. So they would drink, when they sat to eat, they drank wine like water because of the uh, difficulty with it. And a lot of, because of the difficulty with the water, the water, they had not learned the technology then of purifying water. So uh, chronic gastroenteritis was one of the common ailments of those days. And Timothy suffered from that. And what did Paul tell him? He said, and I'm sure he learned this from Luke the physician. He said he learned it from Luke the physician. He learned this tip, this medical tip from Luke the physician. He said, no longer shall you drink only water, but add a little wine. That wine then, this is what a lot of people say, well, it's okay to drink alcohol. After all, Paul told Timothy, add a little wine. Well, you can drink alcohol if you want. That's up to you. I'm not going to tell you whether it's a sin, whether it's not a sin. You see? But you will grow in your Christian life to a point where you now realize some of the things are not necessary. I don't drink alcohol. I'm not interested in it. <laughs> Amen. I don't drink it. I'm not interested in it. You see, Because I don't see any need for me to drink it. Amen. But you see, that's the one of the people used to justify. But what Paul was, was saying, that the intention behind that scripture is medicine. He says, use that wine because wine that time was their antibiotic and their analgesic it served two purposes it was antibiotic it was also analgesic that's why i said putting a little bit of wine in your water because that alcohol will kill some of those germs and make the water safer you see that's why i say add a little wine so that's like telling make sure you take your medicine for this is a man of god this was the bishop of ephesus that paul is saying that so you should never be condemned because you took medicine because Apostle Paul, the greatest of the greatest of the men of faith that lived, told his own disciple, who was a big man of God also, he said, make sure you take your medicine uh, that was prescribed for you by the physician. You see? So that should encourage us to take our medicine. Now, um, remember also the, the story of the Good Samaritan, which we talked about. What did the Good Samaritan do? Took a bit of wine and poured it, uh, yeah, you see, he poured it on that uh, wound. Because it was antiseptic and, and it was also a pain reliever, you see. So that is, uh, uh, that is to make sure, make sure you are not condemned when you are taking medicine. Take it in faith, take it in, the, in love, and it will work even better in your physical body. So don't feel condemned. We, don't, we must not get into extremes when it comes to this uh, walking by faith and trusting God. Uh, God puts doctors there for for a reason to help you to stay well now let's quickly look at uh, that that's a scripture uh, that word uh, there's one thing i want to just quickly uh, touch on and then i'll end let's quickly look at that scripture genesis 20 let's look at verse 17 uh, so abraham prayed to god and god healed abimelech and his wife and his female servants and they bore children abraham prayed to god now we're looking at the various ramifications of that word pray that hebrew word pilal which means to come into agreement with god to cooperate with god that's what prayer is prayer is really just cooperating with god so that your issues can be resolved that's what prayer is it's fellowship with god it's cooperating with god it's, it's coming into agreement with god uh, so that he can resolve your issues now i want to look at this word in the connection of how it deals with our mind. Remember the last time I was talking about this word, Pilar, that this word also has to do with our thoughts. 
our thoughts and it means to be to to have your mind filled with a particular uh, set of thoughts to imagine something so which means that as you are praying for healing your imagination is involved in healing you must fill your thoughts and imagination with thoughts of the answer not the problem when you have prayed and you continue to think about the problem your mind is filled with that worry filled with that anxiety filled with that sickness all you can see is yourself going down the drain then you you know you, you are you, your very thought life is cancelling out your prayer life you see so in your thoughts you are cancelling your prayer in your thoughts so when you have prayed for your healing what's next the bible says one thing soever you desire when you pray believe that you have received them and you have you shall have them for example if i keep giving this example all the time if i came to you and they said i've deposited one thousand or let's just make it bigger a one two one million rand in your account and you know i'm a man of my word and you know that i have that kind of money what will happen to your thought life immediately transformed you, you mean from the very moment i told you that money is in your account your thinking changes <laughs> your imagination will go to into the, to the to town isn't it you already see yourself buying things in the best shops in town. You already see yourself moving out of whatever house you are living to another house, isn't it? You already see yourself uh, driving the car of your choice, isn't it? <laughs> that dream car that you've always wanted to drive. You already see, you've not bought it yet, but you already see yourself cruising in town with that car. You already see yourself doing things that you never, you, you already, if you were somebody that loved to travel, you know, you already see yourself traveling. <laughs> To places that you want to travel because now somebody who who knows who keeps his word who has the resources told you the money is there in your account already what happens it transforms the way you think that's what this scripture is talking about then your thinking must be transformed you must start thinking in line with the answer if you truly believe god that your prayers are answered it will affect your thoughts if you truly believe that your prayers are answered it will change the way you think. You will start thinking healed. If you could not move before, you start thinking of yourself moving, walking, doing things that you could not do. It will affect your imagination. That's the meaning of that word pillar. It affects your thought life. And it, your, your thinking begins to be transformed in line with the fact that your prayers are now answered. You begin to imagine yourself doing what you could not do before. You see, you begin to see yourself out of that bed of affliction. You begin to see yourself walking free from that sickness. It will affect your thinking. Don't tell me that if Bill Gates came today and said, I put one million in your account, and you know he's a man of his word, you will wait until you see that one million before you start imagining. Before you start, no. From the moment he told you that the money is in your account, from that moment, your imagination will go to work. You see, your imagination and your thought life will transform. So that's the meaning of this word. When we believe that God has answered our prayer, pillar involves also our thinking, our imagination, uh, what we think. Let's round up with Isaiah 26 verse 3. So prayer is cooperating with God. That cooperation involves your thought life. It involves. So when we talk about healing for our physical body, healing for our physical body, when you pray for your healing, when you've asked God according to his word for your healing, and you believe that God has answered that prayer for your healing, then it will impact the way you think. You're no longer thinking of yourself sick. 
You're not thinking of yourself healed. You're no longer thinking of yourself seeing yourself sick. You see yourself now well. See yourself, if, if there be blood pressure problem, just imagine your blood pressure back to normal. I see my blood pressure at 120.80. Perhaps even a little bit less than that. That's how I see my blood pressure. I see myself without that uh, uh, waist pain. I'm able to bend fully in my mind. I can do full movements. Yes, I can all movements. I can see myself doing that. I see myself completely well now. I imagine myself uh, with full health in my physical body. Let's finish up with Isaiah 26 verse 3. So that's the word, that is the word uh, prayer. That's the Hebrew word prayer. So prayer is not just talking to God. It's not just the problem. If you pray on your mind, that's the danger in talking the problem all the time when you pray. If you are preoccupying your mouth and your, of course, your mouth with a problem, that thing itself will fill your mind with the problem. That's not praying. Doesn't mean we don't mention the problem. Yes, we can mention the problem in prayer, but we don't major on it. We major on the answer. We major on the answer. We, we keep our mouth filled with the answer. Isaiah 26 verse 3. Let's end there. Isaiah 26 verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind, you see, he stayed on you because he trusted in you. See, if your mind is roaming around with the problems, it's an exam, it's showing that you are not trusting. It says, but if your mind is stayed on the answer, your mind is stayed on the answer, you can see the answer happening, manifesting, then you are believing God. So believing God involves your thoughts also. If you really believe God, it will shape the way you think about that situation. Your mind will be filled with the, with the answer and your imagination. This word here, mind, also in the, the Hebrew word here, uh, yasar, that is used here, also means the imagination of a man. Your, the picture-forming mechanisms on the inside of you. It says your mind will be, your imagination is stayed on the answer. In other words, the only picture you carry of yourself is a picture of somebody who is healed and well. See that condition out of your body. Imagine yourself with that condition. Imagine yourself walking properly. Imagine yourself with, that, with a normal blood pressure. Imagine yourself outliving this, this, this epidemic that we are talking about, this COVID. Have you ever imagined it? Imagine yourself beyond this condition. That the day will come when COVID will be history and you'll be one of those laughing and smiling and thanking God. Ah, we remember that epidemic. You imagine yourself having survived it. Uh, that is part of prayer. You see yourself well. You see yourself whole. You see yourself on the other side of the situation. You see yourself completely delivered. That means you are believing God. Amen. Praise God. We trust that this message has been a blessing to you. Be sure to join us again for another refreshing episode. For additional information, please visit www.abettercovenant.org or email us at abc at abettercovenant.org.